Coming to you live from the Cross Country Mortgage Campus in Berea, Ohio, this is Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Here are your hosts, Bo Bishop and Nathan Zagura. (laughs) What is going on? What is happening? There are a few things in life because you don't get frustrated by much. Your glasses have full type of guy. Thrive on enthusiasm. Always, baby. You've got a you've got a media guide situation that seemed untenable. You had it six really frustrated packets. me right there. It really made player me player packets. Like yeah. I mean, I would say you're a connoisseur of many things, but but certainly among them, chief among them are media guide connoisseur. You've had to Yeah, that ain't gonna do it. Concise. You heard that that's the drop. And by the way, it has nothing that I actually want in it. By the way, as I'm looking at that and I'm thinking about the color printing costs on that, I think it, my hunch is that packet cost about seventy five hundred bucks. Yeah, it's enormous. That's a lot of color. But they don't have when you when you're doing a preseason game. Yeah, what you're looking for. This is Philly, by the way. In this, in this, it is the Philadelphia Eagles. What you're looking for in here is, okay, quick little highlight of last season. We went yada yada. We did this yada yada. Yep. Then a, a little page where big free agent acquisitions. Of course. You list those out and you give a couple of stats about each one. Yes. Next page, draft, draft class. Yep. List those guys out just in one page. One page because. And yeah. then, and then he, you no, could really put of all of that maybe in one page, almost. I would, like one concise page of last year's record, returning starters, key key returning players, free agents that have been brought in, key departures, draft yes. picks. Yes, None that's of that. what you're looking for. No, nope. give me a schedule. That's exactly what the uh, the it. Jags one was great. Jags one opened with their schedule. We were three yeah. and fourteen. We hired Doug Peterson. Here's why. Here are the people we brought in, and they spent more money in free agency in terms of guaranteed money than anybody's ever done in one offseason, $175 million. Did they really? It, I it, didn't realize that. Yeah. Darius Williams, Christian, Christian Kirk, Kirk, Brandon yeah. Scherf, uh, Fudokasi. Wow. Yeah. Uh, the guy, Olakun, who led the league with 192 tackles. I'd never even heard of him. 192 yeah. tackles for Atlanta last year. They signed him. They spent $175 million guaranteed. Evan Ingram, Zay Jones. Can they win that division? Yeah, why not? They might be. They might. Like, why not? There's, there's, a, there's nobody, there's nobody like, oh great. Oh, my God. Indy, I feel like Tennessee's going to take another step back. Yep. Indy, mm-hmm. maybe, but, right. you know. Like, for example, you yeah. mentioned Tennessee, A.J. Brown. I got to go find his individual player page. No, just give me, like, a little bite here on A.J. Brown. A little blurb. A little blurb. That's all we're looking for, right? Just a blurb-ski. They, they open with their schedule, and then here's all about our owner. <laughs> Four pages about Jeffrey Lurie, which, I mean. Look at the – for the people on this – are we on the stream, Steve? We're on? Yeah. Hold it up for the people on the stream. Hold the schedule up. Just the schedule part first, and then you get the thickness as well. But, like, it's a heck – it's a really great, colorful front page. Yeah, and ours is nice. So, you got MJ Emerson, and then it starts off with notable storylines. Oh, how helpful. That's and right. then you go through – and this is what – this is how I immediately decide if it's a good one or not. Like, we have notable connections. So it talks about the people that have been in the various like programs it. and all of that. And then what I really like, some what to look for in 2022, because you're trying to give some context, obviously, the story. Oh, the last time the Browns and the Eagles met, we beat them in 2020 on a just a gross day at First Energy Stadium. But you can look at that. And then what it has, and this is the most important thing, is it goes starters, projected starters mm-hmm. on offense, backups on offense, and then you get like two sentences on each guy. Offense, defense, the whole deal. Yeah. That's important. The Jags had all of this. It had, oh, this guy led our team. Luke, Luke, what's his name? Luke Farrell. Sure. Tied end out of Ohio State. Is that his name? Who plays for the uh, the Jags now? Does that sound right? Luke Farrell? Yeah. 
You said it relatively emphatically. I felt like it, but I mean, that was last week's. That's out of my brain. Now. Yeah, you've already moved on. Yeah. You're on. And honestly, and this is the case, like once they leave Ohio State, you kind, then that's. Yeah, Luke Farrell. I had Luke that. Farrell, good job out of you. Yeah, he's a, uh, yeah, he was a fifth-round draft pick out of Ohio State of the Jags, and, and I knew from their little thing when it said, you know, projected starters, he was in there and said, Luke Farrell, 43 catches, 43 yards against the Raiders in the Hall of Fame game, there won the go. team in receiving. Oh, that's a nice little note I can write there. Just see, this, this is like, this is needle in a haystack, brother. No, no interest in that. Yeah, that th- that's, that's tricky. You don't need tricky. No, and the truth Keep is, it simple. The truth is, is this? Do you think going to lead to some sort of because we're having this right now? A lot of these joint practices are leading to altercations. Uh, Carolina and New England don't like each other at all. Mac Jones, is that real? Is that a real quote? Is that real? I can't tell. Is that real? I can't tell, and I'm too lazy to go see. If it is, he's up a couple notches in my book. It's pretty great. I just don't see. He doesn't look like the guy that would say that to Brian Burns. Now maybe you he don't judge absolutely a book. looks like the person who would say that, just not to Brian Burns. Fair. Yep. Yep. That's where I'm at with that. I don't know if it's real or not. I mean, I don't know how you'd get the quote. I don't think you could hear it. It would have to come from, from Brian Burns. Burns. Yeah. Himself. Yeah. Yeah. But that. So I wonder if this will lead to, you know. And a, a little bit of a, you know, little anchor showdown, little anchorman showdown here. Here's the difference. Our organization is run by Andrew Barry, who was with the Eagles. Catherine Race, uh-huh. who joined our organization, was just in a high-level role with the Eagles. They are good friends with Howie Roseman. The football operations on both sides are will be very friendly. I was just going through their coach staff. There are plenty of guys who have spent time here with the Cleveland Browns on their staff. I was speaking more on the lines of, like, our media people fighting their media people. Oh, I'd like to see that. Well, no, yeah. we have to unify first on our media side before we can worry about taking on outside <laughs> I, I should have, Let me clarify. Our PR people fighting their PR people. Oh. Not like our beat, because our beat is, is fractured. Currently. It's a fractured beat. Currently. So, you know, they got to sort their own stuff out. Right. But then once that's done, You're saying, I'm saying PR versus PR, like you and I versus whoever's hosting, you know, Eagles Daily. Uh Birds Daily. Yeah, they call them the birds. The birds. Yeah, I don't know. So it would be like TV, they got Scott Graham, Ross Tucker, and then Dave Spadaro's down on the sideline. Okay. Radio, they got Merrill Reese, play-by-play. Mike Quick, a wide receiver. Mike Quick. Yeah, great name. Oh, that's great. And he looked great in that uh, that Kelly Green. Kelly Green, sure. Sure. And they've got Howard Eskin on the sidelines. Howard Eskin, longtime legend in the Philly market. As just a radio guy? Radio guy. Big-time Barkley guy. Okay. Um, Barkley loved him. Yeah, he's got a, a really tight beard, like exactly how you think you'd want your Philly radio guy to be. Let me look, let me look, give me I promise you. Let exactly. Look, see. I think I want to say his son might run WFAN in New York. I think so now. I think that's right. Okay. Um, but, yeah, Howard Eskin's exactly what you would want a Philly radio host to look like. If you were to pick one, that's it. That's the look. That's the guy. Nice, tight beard. Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, isn't that perfect? He's perfect. That's great. So he'll yeah. be down there. Listen, we got Gerard down there, so that's I think yeah. maybe advantage us. Yeah, and I feel like Jim. I wouldn't cross you Jim want out of it. No, no part. No part. No part. Mm-mm. No. Mm-mm. Nope. No. Um, I saw this from. I want. I want to run this by you. I saw this. Uh, <coughs> sorry, go ahead, Mister Zagura. <laughs> you have a question. You okay? I just pulled this picture of Mr. Eskin up wearing a just resplendent fur. Jeez. 
See, I told you he's everything you want. Oh wow! Yeah, he's everything you want it to be. Wow! Yeah, yep. Revered by his fans as king, he's the king. They call him in the Philadelphia market. There you go. He's, I mean, I mean, it says it's on the internet. That, when you're wearing that coat, you're either Broadway Joe, a professional wrestler, yeah, or the king. I wonder if he'll be here tomorrow. I, I, actually, I think Gibbe said they are not traveling their radio team in the preseason. Well, that's interesting. It's an interesting choice. It seems absurd. Yeah, it seems odd to not do that. So that's that's very interesting. Yeah. Oh, I wanted to run this by you. We saw Kevin Clark Please. from The Ringer um, respond to this. So BetMGM okay. tweeted out, if you were given 10 carries against an NFL defense, how many yards would you get? So I pose that to you. Okay. If you were given 10 carries against our defense, okay. trying their hardest, how many yards would you get? In what world do I survive to take 10 carries? Fabulous question. That's the first thing I thought. Can I even get to the second carry? Right. Like I'm turtling down quick. Do I? Am I running behind like our line? Another fair question. Let's say for the purposes of this conversation, you are. Okay. Very good offensive line. Our line against this defense. 10 carries. Yep. I think that if I am able to end this, whatever it is, yep, at one yard or better, big win. I think you're right. I think if you can, that's I was I thought the same. I thought a yard, one positive yard would be a tremendous win, and Huge I don't win. think it's likely. I think it's likely that the holes that would be open that Nick Chubb can get to versus the holes. Like well, think about how long it's taking me to get, get to the to line there. of scrimmage. They're already sealed. Yeah. You're done. Yeah. Like now, Even if, if they blow it wide open, our guys do. You know, you're running behind Batonio and Treader. You still have to. I do think I could be a decent. I think I could be a decent quarterback sneaker. So, like, yeah, I think good, I could. Good length. If I could get low Tom Brady style and just kind of get out, you know, in the mix there. Yeah. Yeah. I think if you if I ended at this thing at plus one yard after however many carries, yeah. I think that's a huge win. Yeah, yeah, getting to the line of scrimmage would be hard. My, first of all, my left hammy feels like it'd fall off the bone anyway. So yeah. the second I tried to really accelerate, and then I'm going to get annihilated, get obliterated, obliterated. Yeah, you saw Kunashik lay the lumber on some guy. Rodrigo <laughs> for the Lions is out there crushing people. Yeah, no, no. Now, if you were to turn it around, and this is when I'll throw back to you, you get ten offensive snaps as the quarterback. Yep. Like now, I think we're cooking with gas. Like I think I could get, I think I could get us a first down. You get ten throws. Could I? Could I get us a first down in ten throws? Well, I think I'm saying you get ten plays, and so it could end up being three, three and outs, and one more play. It could end up being. Well, I think what you do in that scenario is you put you on the ten yard line, so you got ten throws to get to the thirty. Best of luck. Absolutely. I feel like I could get hundred percent. I think I could get that. I, I hope that doesn't sound absurd. I feel like you could. I don't think it sounds absurd at all. Yeah. I feel like you could complete two out of ten. Yeah. And that might be enough. By the way, you just have to throw one and the guy makes a guy miss and boom, you're done. Yeah, that's true. And these everybody else is actually a pro. Everyone else is a pro. I'm you're capable of not. delivering a football to somebody. Yeah. I gotta yeah. read the deep. Now, may I throw a pick at some point? You're but done. That right. could be held against you. No. It's just after can I ten plays to for go twenty 10. yards. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. Absolutely. I like it. Yeah, I like that. By the way, I think that there is I think there is a at least a ten percent chance that we're scoring at the end of these 10 plays 10% I like when you really get when you really double down yeah 
I really like. I would say ten percent, ninety percent, not yeah. happening. Right. It's in fact, I think it's more likely that the defense scores than I score. Now you're cooking with gas. Okay, yep. but yep. I do think that there is a, a one world play where, where you got to make a miss and psh. or a guy beats him off the line. I throw it out there. Shorts catches it into the end zone. Gone. Good Gone. catch out of him yesterday. Great catch. He made two back to back days. That's good. Unless he got a vote of confidence from his quarterbacks. They came over and told him, "Look, we, we believe in you. Hang in there, dude. Keep getting open." Because by the way, you're to have drops like that, you got to be pretty open. That's the first part. And he was. That's part one. Part two. Eh. It's like we got to get that taking the reservation and then honoring the reservation. You got to take it to be able to have the reservation, but then you got to honor the reservation. Yep. Otherwise, that's the part. Otherwise, you're really good at taking them. Yeah. Otherwise, it doesn't holding the holding of the reservation. That's right. That's tricky. Now, I will say on on a reservation, whether it's car or food, be on time. That's part of your job. That's your job. You're given a known. You're given a known grace period. It's known. Let me ask you this. Yeah, please. Ask me anything you like. I've found recently okay. that with every reservation I make, mm-hmm. the day before I'll get a phone call yep. confirming that I'm coming. Correct. I, yep. as I feel a decent member of society, make reservations that I keep. And if I'm not keeping it, I will call the restaurant. I will call the restaurant. And I will tell you. Yes. I'm not coming, or I will cancel it on open table immediately mm-hmm. and free up the reservation for somebody else. There will never be a scenario in, in which in no I scenario. take a reservation and just don't show up and don't tell anybody. Barring so, some sort of hardship. So this that would overcome feels, you. Yeah. This feels to me like we live in a society now where this is rampant, that they feel the need to – I've gone on an app. I have selected your restaurant. I've selected mm-hmm. a time. I've said the party. I have clicked it. They. I, I feel like we now live in a society where – a large majority of people have no problem making reservations, not showing up and not alerting the restaurant. Because why else would this behavior be more prevalent now than it was, say, 10 years ago? From a restaurant's perspective. I am deeply troubled by this. I'd never thought of it in that perspective. But it has, it, to, it be. has to be the case. This has to be a correction to what has what is People just, just no-showing reservations. Just no thought to anybody else's... No decorum. Do you know, I mean, honestly, hit us up on social. Does, do you know anybody who does that? Who makes reservations and then just no-shows? I won't know them for long. I'll no, me either. I've, I've never even heard egregious. of such a thing to make it. Barring some sort of, you know, medical hardship or, you know, tra- you know something like that where you just lose track of things. There's just no scenario where I make – I don't – the amount of times where I've made a reservation and canceled is pretty minimally. Same. Unless something crazy happens, if I make it, the intent is to go. To take it. That's the idea. Yes. Right? I mean, you plan for it. Right. It doesn't sneak up on you. Now, there's extenuating circumstances, but in those extenuating circumstances, I'm quick to call and cancel the reservation. Like, come on. Absolutely. And you know what they say when I do that? And I'm sure you get, oh, wow, thank Thank you. Thank you. They're like, but they are shocked. And it speaks to, I think, a prevalence in our society for... I'm going to blame our parents' generation. No showing. You think it's them? I think it's them. I think they just got really selfish over time. That's what I think. I think they just got really, really selfish over yeah, time. I don't want it to be Stevie's generation. Can't be Stevie. Stevie would. You'd cancel reservations. Of course he would. See, he would. Um, mm, boy, that's good. I never thought of it that way. That there's obviously just tens of tens of hundreds of people every every Friday and Saturday night making reservations and not keeping them. That's a bad job. Come on, man. Um, we had some roster cuts. We went over this yesterday. We had these guys yesterday, right? We talked about all these yeah. guys yesterday on the yeah. show? That's we added somebody <clears throat> post-show, though. Reggie Robinson? Did he get added Wasn't today? Wasn't Dylan on there? 
Dylan's gone. Yeah. Yeah. We we mentioned Dylan and Kansa and Day. Yeah. And so Reggie Robinson was the new guy that from Reggie Robinson's been gone for. He's been weeks. gone. Yeah. So I don't know who Lavert Hill was the one that replaced There's Reggie a... Robinson. That and that okay. was that was oh, a yeah, while that was ago. a while. The but, Michigan kid. But we did add somebody here on the uh, to the mix. We did add somebody yesterday, a wide receiver who was a. Um, Former New Orleans Saint, a punt returner. Well, let me pull it up right here. I don't know his number yet, but I do know that his name. I think it's Aesop. If I'm, if I'm, and I hope I'm saying that right. I'll, I'll have that mastered by Sunday's game, because I imagine we will see see the young fella out there. Uh, his name is Aesop Winston. Would you give me an it's a e- great name? E A S O P, Aesop. Is that what you'd say? I think. It feels like yeah. he should be like in Yellowstone. Yeah, it's, you to go it's talk with that. Sheriff Aesop Winston. Aesop Winston. He's going <laughs> to keep an eye on things. Yeah, the cattle authority over Down here. at Rock Ridge. Right, exactly. Get him down there. So he was signed yesterday. 5'11", 190, receiver, undrafted free agent 2020, former teammate of uh, Travel Harris at Washington State. Uh, signed with the Rams in 2020. Spent 2021 with New Orleans, appearing in three games. He had one catch for five yards, but was a punt returner. 10 for 119. That's 11.9 a return. That's not too shabby. A long of 34 yards. So he could be somebody that maybe the Browns are looking at in, to get into the return mix following the loss of Jakeem Grant. Okay, very good. The other, uh, obviously, the, the big, big story surrounding us is something that we alluded to yesterday. We talked about it uh, on Monday's show as well. I can't wait to hear what you say right now. Is, is it really the big story, or are we going to say something different? No, I'm really going to do the big story right now. <laughs> like, we're six, 18 minutes into the first segment. I think we should do the big acknowledge the big story. Listen, I think restaurants should be sending us free meals after. I think we've solved the problem. We've I think helped we've a shamed, lot of people. We've shamed pe- these. We're helping people. Rest, yeah, reservation Restaurant tours ought to. And no-showers. You know, you know, we, we are for the restaurant industry. Yeah. I love a good meal. Um, but no, the news of the day, many, many reporting Florio, Mary Kay, very others. Uh, Jim mentioned it with us on Monday on the show. Yep. Uh, we talked about it yesterday that, that there are some advanced talks on settlement between Deshaun Watson, the players association, and the NFL. So uh, w- what does that mean? I, we have no idea. Could be today. Could be tomorrow. Nobody knows. Um, the only thing that I have a hard time, and this is not scores, but just common sense. I saw this notion that like, um, the NFL is not advising What's this guy's name? Who's hearing this? Peter Harvey. Peter Peter Harvey. Yep. That he, the NFL is not saying, hey, hold off on a ruling. I find that impossible to believe because this was an expedited process. This was two weeks ago when the NFL appealed. So th- this is far beyond expedited when you're talking about two weeks. So clearly throw- they want this to be settled one way or another. Yes, Mr. Let me Street. throw this at you. Please. Maybe Peter himself wants it to be settled. Yeah. So Peter was a former attorney general. Yeah. He's a lo- practicing lawyer now. I would imagine somebody in his line of work and in his career would have a tremendous amount of respect and and deference for a federal judge. Mm -hmm. And my guess is he probably doesn't want to have to come out and be the one who doubles, triples, whatever ultimately he does, a federal judge's ruling. Now, you could say, well, then why would he ever accept this responsibility? Well, he does a lot of business with the NFL, and he probably wants to keep that. Yeah, and I don't think the – I mean, I think there's a lot of ways where you can go that the NFL – oh, wow, look at this. Look at this. So many. That's USA. a polo. Look at USA. What's he got in the hand USA. there, a polo? I know, something for us, I hope. Not for us, zero chance. Yeah. I got to see if I can do an exchange. You'd like it. Polo for a T-shirt. I'll do a polo for a T-shirt. Do you think he's in? Yes. You'll do that for me? Polo yes. for a T-shirt? 
Yeah. Right? That's what I'm hoping for. When he comes yeah. by, we'll see if we can get that done. By the way, Nan is very upset that you've blamed her generation. I don't know. I think there's a – I think that's where we're at. I'm sorry, Nana. I love you. I just think that's where we're at. I'm not saying all of you are guilty. Nope, but enough. But enough. But enough. Certainly have. You guys are going to have to go pay a visit to Sheriff Aesop Winston. <laughs> sort this thing out. All right, so there's where you stand on that. We will go around the league. I'm calling the him the sheriff, by the way. Too bad Peyton Manning. If Aesop makes a big play, that's what I'm calling him. One other thing, you brought up the Mannings. So, uh, and I'm, I, I love Peyton. He's great at everything it seems that he does. Feels that way. The Peyton's Places stuff I loved at the pandemic. I loved it. I, was, I, watched, I blew through all of those really, really quickly. So he's got this thing now where he's, he does this thing called Eli's Places. So it's the same, except it's college. Well, the problem is it's it's one of my rules of of the the the, the, the giving a toast at the wedding. Don't be funny unless you are. Not. And he's not. It's not crazy like because he's he's got decent comments on the Manning cast thing. Decent. Not like Peyton, but decent. He goes back to the well over and over a lot. His funny is only making fun of Peyton though. It's a very yes, limited it's really a limited and he's good at social. He's pretty funny on social. Sure. But he's he just it's it's really Peyton's vehicle. He's the vehicle for it. He's got the sense of timing and comedy and all of that. And it's the Eli's ones aren't they're just you don't there. even have the alliteration. Eli's places. Yeah, yeah, it's no good. How about Eli's escapades? Print it. You still have the not funny part, but at least that sounds better. Uh, we'll go around the league. Uh, what do we got on this program today? Gibby threw this thing together. We got some top 100 players. We're going to debate, have some fun with it. We're giving away training camp awards. Gibby says, "Oh yeah." Um, we've got uh, a little Denzel Ward from the podium, and we oh B Lynch, yeah, B Lynch. You and Dude. B Lynch, you have that to look forward to, which is nice. By the way, we're doing and, it. We're off me to a and nice B start. B Lynch at 2:30. Yeah, we're off to a very good start. Well, you, here. you and I have to do about 90 minutes work because it's, B Lynch and I put in a solid 17. And you're going to love it. Everybody who is a Browns fan, number one, you need to become familiar with Brandon Lynch. It's only a matter of time before he is sentenced to running his own room in the NFL. I hope, obviously, he stays in this Browns organization. It's only a matter of time before Jeff Howard's running a yeah. defense in the NFL. who's just a defense coordinator at the Shrine game. These guys are great, and the players in their room love them. Yeah. And you'll hear why. You already know why Jeff Howard's great. But this is an opportunity to hear from from Brandon Lynch. We're not a zoo I'm not a zoo I'm not, I'm, I'd like to think I'm, I'm not, not sure. I don't even want to look because I don't know. It finally has stopped. Um, <laughs> like a little zoo animal. I did. I felt, I like, felt like, like I was being stared at in my, like I was in the polar bear enclosure and I was just being like <laughs> stared at. I haven't never seen a polar bear before. No, I haven't. <laughs> okay. It's amazing. Anyway. So you have that to look forward to, which is yes, nice. Brandon Lynch. More than All right. nice. All right. We're off and running. Delightful. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN. <laughs> Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Oh, my friends, the Bath Authority gives you that bathroom of your dreams. You can transform your current bathroom into a custom bath for a spa-like experience in about a day with my good friends at the Bath Authority. They make it real for you and a fraction of the cost of competitors as well. The Bath Authority is our area's premier bath and shower remodeler. They are experts and factory trained. 
Call them now. You get 500 bucks off your next custom bath or shower. Give them that call at that number, 216-220-8399, or go to thebathauthority.com. It's where affordability meets quality. The largest selection of bath projects, all made in the United States, change your bathroom from outdated to outstanding. At the Bath Authority, superior products with expert installers, bathauthority.com, 216-220-8399. Mr. Zagarda. All right, little news here. The Browns have signed tight tackle, I'm sorry, Wyatt Miller. To make room on the roster, the team has waived wide receiver Travell Harris. Miller, 6'6", 305 pounds, officially in his first NFL season out of Central Florida. Signed as an undrafted free agent by the Jets in 19. He's been on the practice squads of Cincinnati, Seattle, and San Francisco. A native of Douglas, Georgia, spent most of training camp this year with the Carolina Panthers. There you go. So he has joined the squad. I think we just saw him a moment ago. I think that was him. Anytime somebody large, I'm always trying to get a, some sort of an identification. Sure. Not that I would have had that. But can I uh, so I know that right now we know that fish have failed in the Bishop household and now we're looking to get, you know, maybe into the dog world. Yeah. Yeah. If you needed a little nudge. OK. I'd like to tell you about something new that's just happened. My dog Asa signed up today. Please. Would you like to know? I about would it? like to. I'm inquiring. The Cleveland Browns today have announced yep. the upcoming launch of the Barking Backers. Okay. A new membership program that entails, tails like a dog tail, multiple engagement opportunities for the beloved dogs of Browns fans. Okay. Everyone who joins will receive an honorary membership certificate, communications, and promotions catered specifically to dog owners, and an invitation to attend a pet-friendly in-person event. The Barking Backers Fan Club for Dogs is presented by Milkbone. It'll officially open later like in August. My dog is signed up, and so here we go. The Barking Backers. I actually did a read for that yesterday, and at first I wasn't sure if I was, if it was a ribbing. Look at that. Look at the look heat at the on the kick. feet. Look, look at, at those. Kicks. Yeah, look at oh, those. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah, nice. That's right. Uh, but so there it is. There's going to be the first meet and greet currently expected to occur in October at First Energy Stadium. So there Let you me go. ask you a question. Okay. Do you think with proper execution. That's right. That a bulldog-ish Mastiff secondary logo with proper execution would be a hit here it's because because our yes the there dog, are a lot of people that want the, the dog a lot of people like that the kit my kids love it yep. the kids love it um some of our players have mentioned that is there a way to to thread that it reminds me a little bit when you think about the top dog and you think about how the dog pound originated in the 80s and you think about kind of the hogs in washington like we're we're always quick to like say why did you not lean into that? Now we don't have a reason to change our name or I'm not suggesting anything silly. I'm just saying as a is there a way to lean in to that even a little more to where you could merch it or something? Yes, we tried it. No, no, I know. That's why I said properly executed. But it's got right. Yes, yes, I do. I do too. I believe that. Yes. Yeah, I do too. I think there's a there's a window there for something that would be kind of cool. Yes. I do. So, um all right, well that's very cool. I've already got the name. We're naming the dog uh, Mr. Roger Sterling. I thought that's, that's the stuffed dog. Well, he's naming it after he named the stuffed dog after the real dog. Got that it. is yet to be. Got it. Got yeah. it. Yeah. Got it. The only other thing that I could go for, if somehow we have to end up with a female dog, because apparently they're better behaved, is at least that's what people the people say. If that's the case, we go female dog. Then I'm I can be talked into Snoop. You can still call it Roger Sterling. It's funny. There's nothing well, wrong with I, that. Well, I but at my all. wife would never co-sign that. Like what? I actually wanted to call the dog Dog. Like just name it dog, so that she because in Yellowstone actually I think that's what he his dog is dog. It's great, which it is was. great. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it is. Yeah, you're right. Um, 
All right, let's go around the league. Uh, we had Kenny Pickett getting some first-team reps in Pittsburgh after going 13-15 for 95 yards and two touchdowns. Did you watch his the end-of-the-game thing with Pickett on the 13-15-95? I did. Were you? I saw highlights of it, I should say. You weren't probably with your organization at that time, but it reminded me of Brady Quinn's preseason debut here where he came in, it was just fire. did two minutes. But it was a two-minute. Like, sure. everybody's in prevent. Sure. He just went right down. Like, the place went nuts. Everyone was waiting for Brady. Um and and it was like holy smokes, this was awesome! Like, it was so exciting, and that's kind of what Pickett's thing to me was thirteen to fifteen ninety five. Still not all. It's like six yards a pass. That's anyway, my point. You're not. It's you're not having to make a lot of tough throws in that right, in that right. scenario. Yeah, I do want to talk about another pick, George Pickens. Okay, because he was a guy that we were pretty into, and we know that obviously it, it, he wasn't wouldn't have been available to the Browns when they picked in the second round anyway. But that was a guy that seemed supremely talented. I do think it's incredible, and I think he's going to be really good. I do. Yeah. Size, speed. He's got it all. I mean, he felt like a total number one he's receiver. He's a five-star kid coming out of high school. He played at Georgia. He Yes. Every right. check, every box, check it. Sure. With exception of one. Sure. And, and that's something that, look, people can mature, and it can end up being no problem whatsoever. Um, the fact, though, that, like, and I'm going to take you back to something that was said to me. I won't say who said to me, but. The fact that after one preseason game, and I know he's had like a nice camp and all of that, mm -hmm. but in one preseason game, now everybody's saying, is he the best receiver already on the Steelers roster? Is he, like, is it is it ridiculous? To, is anything less than 1,000 yards a disappointment for George Pickens in year one? Now, look, they've got Deontay Johnson, who's a stud. They've paid him. They have Claypool, who's also good. I think that Pickens, Pickens could end up being the best of them. But just the way that we just get into crazy hyperbole. It's because, because there's nothing to talk about in these games. Sure. Right? Sure. There's nothing to talk about. Like, these games are not noteworthy. They're noteworthy for the people who are not going to be significant contributors on the actual team. Dan Campbell said that straight up. Flat out last straight night. Straight up last night, which was, like, awesome. awesome. Right. So, like, that's that's why. So, that's why if you're something – if you're a content – in charge of content at, you know, for one of the networks or Sports Talk Radio or social, whatever – you see this and you see, all right, here's a guy who fell in the draft. Everybody remembers that weird stance he had when he was watching himself be drafted. Do you remember how he was standing with that thing, that hoodie over his head and yeah. all cinched up? You have two viral moments. You have the catch. There was buzz about him in camp, so you have an iconic franchise. You have the catch in the game, the and then zone. you've got him flooring the guy and waving. Yeah. So now you have two viral moments. Yeah. And so it, it starts to check all the boxes of how can we make more out of this. People are talking about this. Let's make more out of it. So that's how it happens. I know you know that, but just the audience understands. So I'll go back to my first preseason game on the road with the Browns was 2014. Okay. We played in Washington. Okay. I believe Johnny Manziel exchanged, you know, international greetings with the, the Washington football team sideline in that game. Yep. But Justin Gilbert, who was actually our top pick, I think eighth overall that year, Got an interception in that game. Mm -hmm. And I remember talking with somebody who was high up on the business side of the Browns. And we, remember, we had Joe Hayden, who was still very much in his prime at this point. And I remember somebody saying to me, like, are we going to have to start talking about if Justin Gilbert's the best cornerback on our team right now? And I was like, no, we're not going to have No. I said, it'd be nice. But I'm mean, like, what are we talking about? It's one game of the preseason. And so <laughs> I hope that things go better for Pickens than Gilbert after a nice preseason debut. But – I mean, that's just that's the kind of insane hyperbole that sometimes we deal with, obviously. 
Yeah, and it's funny you see um, you. Well, let's. I don't think we have this slate anywhere else. We have a little bit of time on the on the hard knocks. We don't. You don't have hard knocks anywhere else, do we? Real quick on hard knocks last night. So enjoyed it again. I loved it. I thought again. it's great. I love. I love Dan Campbell. I think it's. I think he's wonderful. I. I think it could blow up entirely, but at the same time, it's I fun enjoy to him. watch. I enjoy everything. So, and Deuce. Deuce is great. That's Glenn. really interesting. They have leaned into. In this season, very absolutely, they've leaned into the stars of this show are the assist, are the coaches. It's the coaching staff. It's the head coach. It's the assistant coaches. They get a little bit of Amron St. Brown. You got uh, not much, though. Hold on. His dad, two-time Mr. Olympia. How about that? Hold on. Was ginormous. Yes. And I'm, I'm sure he's still in incredible condition, but, like, I don't know how you go from that. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. He's so much – it would be like if the Hoff started looking like me after being the Hoff. Do you know what I mean? It's not even that. It's even different than that. It's because it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't. It didn't make sense. It was just, it was strange. Yeah. Okay, so that struck. That's it struck, struck me very well. strange. Yeah, especially okay. when you saw like he was two time Mr. Olympia. Like it didn't like, make well, sense. Well, when they that, showed the pictures of him as Mr. Right. Olympia, like there was like him times five. Yes, a ton of mass. <laughs> yeah, vaporized. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, right. that that was certainly a tension getter. Um, I was also I was also taken by it's it's a tired thing. Like it happens every time somebody talks about us um, to a lesser extent Pittsburgh because I think they've won more, but typically Buffalo. Like we always have to get the vignettes of of the hardworking blue collar. All of those vignettes, I'm just exhausted by them. So they did this with Detroit yesterday. And it was it's a like, twist on it. At least they tried to use like old grainy. You know. What yeah. I mean? like, yeah. They use the old grainy, sure. you know, whatever. And it's like, okay, yeah, I, I get, get it. it. Economies change, right? Manufacturing, okay, th- okay, less now than then. We get it, right? We don't need Model T's anymore, so I understand. But the one thing that did strike me, number one, that uniform pairing, the color, is stunningly great. It's awesome. That that blue and that silver looks awesome. It's always looked awesome. But also, so the last time that the Lions won a playoff game, was I believe 1991. Okay. Okay. So that's Eric Kramer, Barry Sanders. That's like a you know playoff. They went to the divisional was it Wayne round. Wayne Fonts was that a Wayne Fonts? Or it what? was a Wayne Fonts. Yeah, Rodney. Yeah, Eric Kramer was there. This sure. was like Kramer, Rodney, Pete, Andre Ware. Yeah, like this era, Spielman was there as a linebacker. The previous win before that was in the 50s. In the 1950s. That's wild. Like when you, you would yeah. have. To, and it's not like the Ford family doesn't spend. They do. I've talked to a lot of people who have played with the Ram or the, with the Lions, rather. Like they, they spend. They try. They hire, fire. They try to spend on free agents. They spend on facility. They, they do a good. They try to do all of those things. Yes. It's a stunningly bad run of luck. Yes. Stunningly to have to to have that little success, and they've even landed like they've had transcendent players. Calvin Barry, Johnson. Megatron, Stafford, Stafford. They drafted a guy number one overall. Hit on it. And it did nothing. And still couldn't no. get it done. I know. I know. So it was stunning. But I thought the episode, that's great. Campbell's great, and the whole crew there um, is very, very All right, I have a couple things, too, from the episode. Yeah. Okay. Thing one. Yep. I found watching Hutchinson's family watch the game in the press box, like, way too much. I thought it was way yeah. too much and weird, and I felt like they were trying to say things because they knew they were being filmed. And, and clearly, just... like, Steve's like, I'm not doing this, so no. focus on them. Yeah, the which they like, did. Just put it on them. And then I'm you see them it. reacting to a play. It's like, just show me the play. Yeah, show me the play. Would be nice. I don't want to hear their voice reacting, right. but show me the play. Yeah. So there was that. That was a bit much. 
Number two, Barry Sanders. You brought him up, so I had to go look this up. Okay. Yep. Because we've been Dion's got me thinking now about the ultimate game, right? Mm-hmm. And Jim Brown, obviously, you would he's think one is, of them. He's one of your. He's the starting running back. Yep. So who is who are the others? And so it got me thinking. So I went and looked up Barry Sanders. This would be mine. With that, before you say a stat, this is mine. Okay. And I would. In I'm my right mind's eye, that's where I am. Okay. Yep. Ten years in the league. Yep. Okay. How many one thousand yard seasons? All. Ten. How many thirteen hundred or more yard rushing seasons? Eight. Nine. <laughs> How many first team All Pros? Wow, because he's with Emmett Smith, and they only took one running back. I'll go f- six. Correct. How many second-team All-Pros? Four. That's right. Ten seasons. You're really good at this. So much better than Gibby. It's less fun with you, but nonetheless, <laughs> I agree. Okay, how many times did he lead the league in rushing? Seven. Four. Okay, I was off. That's Four. a big miss. Three off. Yeah, but he goes 1470, 1304, There's a Christian Okoye year in there where he led it in rushing. There's, oh, a, there's an Emmett Smith led a couple of times. 11-15 in 11 games, 1883, 1500-1553, 2053-1491. His final five seasons. 1053. In his second to last year, and then he stops at 14, give me, on 1491. Give me the one that's for the kids that's really going to blow their mind. Give me his yards per carry. Yards. You have that? Yards per carry. Why is that not shot? That should be like right there. Oh, uh, five for his career, and it was the one year we rushed for 2053 was 6.1. That's he had another year that was 5.7 when he ran for 18.3. But he was first team or second team All Pro every single year that he was in the league. Yeah, he's the guy. It's it's him and Jim Brown. Like that's it. So that's it. it. Yeah, and I'm I love Walter Payton. Like as a kid, he was my guy. But like, but I don't think that's even that's that's I don't think he comes close to that. I really don't. I don't know. We can get the MIT kids to look it up. Uh, We'll find out. You got it? I got one more thing. I do have one more. So Walter Payton would be one, two, three, five-time first-team All-Pro, but many, many more seasons. And for a while, he had a stretch where he was first-team or second-team in one, two, three, four, five straight years. But then he kind of fell off a little bit and certainly did not maintain the 1,000 yards every year, although it was every year but three in a longer career. Uh, 4.4 yards to carry for his career, not the five. Maybe they're only showing particular highlights on purpose, but it sure feels like Jared Goff is completing every pass he throws, and they all are money. It does look that way. Yeah, it does. There was one that was a little bit behind. But they're not even, like, talking about it, so I don't think but, it's intentional, but it just feels like every time they yeah. show him in a drill. He's on it. He's on it. He's completing yeah. pass or throwing a touchdown. He's he's very likable. He is. Poor David Blau. That was rough. That was rough. Yeah. Yeah, that was rough. That was tough. Former that, Brown, come on, he was here. Yeah, I know us. it. It reminds me a little bit of the. I just don't know about David Blau's long-term prospects. And by the way, I'm not sure about his wife's either. Like it feels like that's kind of a. I don't know that that's ever going to pay off. Seventeenth in the Olympics, like you don't best. go from seventeenth to third to the medal stand. Like for her, I suppose making the Olympic final would be a win. I suppose a that's huge the, win. That's the huge success. Plus, there. you're still seventeenth best in the world at something. That's, that's true. Pretty sweet. That's true. Yeah, that is. All right, uh, we'll hand out some training camp awards coming up next. Cleveland Browns Daily 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Rumpke Waste Recycling, family owned and operated. Whether you join them as a customer, as an employee, you'll become part of the family. Visit rumpke.com to learn more. Okay, so Gibby wants to do training camp awards here. So here's the issue to me. I understand that camp is over, 
but it's uh, it doesn't feel like it is because you still have two more games and two more weeks of practices. So I understand that training camp as it is fans and all of that is over. It's hard for me to to hand out things. At this That's point. not hard for me. That's why you got That's me. why we have you here. Yeah. That's why we I'll have you it. here. Don't you worry. All right. Who are your offensive and defensive MVPs of camp? Mr. Segura. All right. So my offensive MVP and and you're looking let's can we do it two ways? Yeah. Great. So what I'm going to do is first of all, I'm going to say the obvious, right? Miles Garrett because he's been so disruptive to practice. So Miles Garrett would be your defensive MVP. And your offensive MVP is going to be Nick Chubb because every time he touches the ball, it looks insane. It takes my breath away. Yes. It literally has on air several times. Same. So I'm going to go with guys that are not on that ilk. And one of them I think is going to make people pretty happy. My offensive MVP, I'm going to give Amari Cooper. It is incredibly noticeable when Amari Cooper practices. <laughs> and it is incredibly noticeable when Amari Cooper does not practice or is yep. not getting those reps. And so he has stood out. He has looked every bit the part of a number one receiver. He's had great chemistry with both Deshaun Watson and Jacoby Brissett. And I think that he has been as good as advertised. And I think that that's been fantastic. So defensively, I did say Miles Garrett. I think that he has been in, in many ways the defensive MVP. You could even throw in Jadevian Clowney as being the other defensive MVP here. But to go with kind of a little less traditional, not go quite so obvious, I'm going to give a name that really has him getting a ton of attention, and I think that, quite frankly, he should be, and that's Greedy Williams. I think Greedy Williams has had a hell of a camp. I think <clears> that you talked to Brandon, and you're going to hear from Brandon Lynch later today, Brandon Lynch and Jeff Howard, about Greedy Williams. He's been spectacular. You know, Grant Delpit was somebody whose name <clears> I considered, and then because, you know, the most surprising player, I'm going to save it for there. I could have made a case for a guy that, that'll come up as my most surprising player to be the defensive MVP of this camp. All right. I like it. Who was the best rookie in this camp? I think that's pretty easy. It's Cade York. Six of yeah. six yesterday, booted a 54 yard. The one that's that going viral looked like it was good from 90. Fair. Yeah. I mean, you can't say that it wasn't. No. I mean, he. That was a bomb. Jim and I were joking. So we were, were you know, obviously, when you're in the booth, we were up. And in, in Jacksonville, we were like around the 30, I want to say, on one side of the field, 35. Are you press box side there? Huh? Yeah. You see the way the field goals go through the air. And I've been seeing it, obviously, on the sidelines for long. It kind of looks like they get kicked out, and then they kind of, like, float and go through the goalposts. Correct. His look like they are going to puncture the net. I mean, they are absolute bombs. And he hits them with such great force and velocity. It's kind of crazy. So, it, it's he is unique. He's seeming, he is a confident young man. He has got the right disposition, and I think he is going to be a tremendous asset for us in a division where, frankly, you've got two guys already who are tremendous assets. You know, Evan McPherson basically kicked the Bengals to the Super Bowl. Clutch yeah. kicks, didn't miss in the playoffs. Justin Tucker, again, I'll keep throwing this stat out there because it's really hard for me to even fathom, but Justin Tucker is 58 for his last 58 in the fourth quarters or overtime. including an NFL record 66-yarder against yeah. those Detroit Lions. But I, I think Cade, it, Cade York's been tremendous. It's been nice to see Bell get out there. Obviously, MJ Emerson has made a lot of plays and you know, the pick six that he had. Uh, Alex Wright has looked good. Perriam's looked good at times. But the guy who has been – and Jerome Ford's been great. The best rookie, though, has been Cade York because Cade York right now feels like 
if you didn't know he was a rookie, you would say, okay, the Browns have like a Pro Bowl caliber kicker on their roster. Most surprising player. I was on it early, so Jake, don't even come over here with that madness. DeAnthony Bell. Yeah. DeAnthony Bell is a 25-year-old undrafted free agent rookie out of West Florida. Sunbelt. Couldn't even tell you where, where that Sun college Belt is located. It's in the west of Florida would be my guess. Yeah, but you, you, you can't use that logic because they would say South Florida is in the south of Florida. In fact, it's in Tampa, it's which in is Tampa. not South Florida. And is, is west, if it's, I'm not mistaken. Is west. Traditionally, that's where you should put West Florida. Are you finding it? Are you looking it up? No. Right, so anyway, I'll, I'll, I'm going to figure out where West Florida he is. He has, since he's come here, just continues to rack up plays. He is now a one, two, three. Four time, four time Pensacola. So it's appropriate. Four time that is appropriate. Four time, Alpha Dog winner. Four times an undrafted free agent on this defense from West Florida has won the Alpha Dog Award. He has had pick sixes in practice. He has knocked the ball out in the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. In fact, after that game, he comes back yesterday and picks Josh Rosen off and takes it to the house for a pick six. This guy is just phenomenal. The guys love him, and I think he has thus far forced his way onto this roster and is going to make for some difficult decisions on the back end of this defense and in that defensive back room because he has been that good. He can play strong safety. He fits against the run. He's physical. He's fast. He understands coverage. They're playing him at the dime. He's been incredibly impressive. Did you try Pensacola Wings of Gold? Just because of your affinity for the Naval Academy and air and planes and such, do you remember this show, Pensacola Wings of Gold? No, it was on when I was a kid. It was syndicated. It was like it was, Wings, the show Wings. Yeah, in that it was about planes, sort of. And it except it was, a, it? it was actually, I think there's a naval base in Pensacola, and okay. so that's it was based out of there in the drama that would come around it. Okay. And I think there's kind of like a B-list guy who's like an older B-list guy who's kind of like the face. Ninety-seven to two thousand. Uh huh. Created by William Blinn. The story of an elite naval yeah, see? base. James Brolin. James Jimmy Brolin, of course. Yeah. I knew it. Yep. That's how I remembered it. I hadn't thought about it forever. Because no, of... I have never seen it. <laughs> yeah. Best moment of camp. Hmm. This is terribly vexing. I'm terribly vexed. Uh, Every I... time a dog gets adopted, that's a win. I think that's a win. I'd say Cade York making the field goal to end practice and getting lifted onto the shoulders of his teammates was pretty cool. What is the biggest question you have post-camp, not counting the quarterback room? Wide receiver. That's right. Do we have the receivers that we need to yeah. compete in an AFC that has the pass-catching cores of the chargers of the raiders of the denver broncos of the chiefs of the steelers even in our division of the Bengals in our division in a rivalry that's brewing with denzel ward and greg newsom and greedy williams which is a lot of fun and we got to talk to denzel about that yesterday as a matter of fact uh, of the wide receiving core with the miami dolphins the wide receiving core of the buffalo bills every team that i just listed we definitely have on paper a worse receiving core than they do. Yep. But we have the best running back room. So we do. And it was also, you know, it's a wide receiver room that's put together with the idea that you'd have Deshaun Watson. Sure. So, you know, and who knows what that will be. 
you know, right. potentially something. Uh, Darren says Sanders college numbers are probably the most staggering statistics in sports. They are. He was behind Thurman Thomas in the same backfield at Oklahoma State before finally winning the Heisman. He ran for like 2,800 yards uh, when he won the Heisman at Oklahoma State. Um, couldn't get on the field because he's behind Thurman Thomas. If you, but, but, and they are staggering. The most staggering sports statistics in the history of sports are Derrick Henry's high school numbers. Of course, I was just going to say that. That's yeah. the it's that's like 400 the yards a game. It is. It's, it's <laughs> like, legitimately like 400 yards a game. Yeah, that's right. Um, all right, coming up at the top of the hour, play a little higher or lower. That is coming up next. You're listening to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. The Land on Demand is now free in the palm of your hands during the entire month of August. ESPN Cleveland, the Bath Authority, giving fans free access to the Land on Demand for all the news you don't want to miss. See us live in the brand new studios or play your favorite shows commercial free and on demand. Get all access to Tony Grossi's Browns analysis and more. Visit thelandondemand.com or download the app today. The Land on Demand remodeled by the Bath Authority. Uh, are you doing this, Stevie? Are you doing higher or lower? Are you administering this? I can, absolutely. By the way, I Do love have... the fact that uh, uh, I love the fact that people really enjoyed the reservation thing. We got a lot of good Seinfeld gifts out yeah. of that. That was great. Yeah, it's a society. UAB captain says, "Love you guys," but Pistol Pete has the greatest stats ever with no three point line. Pistol Pete was unreal. Pistol Pete, we talked about that we'll talk doc about with it. him. Yeah. yeah, we did talk about him. Yeah, he's forty. He averages like forty two a game for his career at LSU. With no three-point line, I still think the Derrick Henry is more. I know that's crazy because one's high school, one's college, but to average like 300 yards rushing every game, it just doesn't seem plausible. They couldn't tackle him. Yeah, he could not be tackled. He was a he was a giant. He was a a man among boys. All right, let me just let me pull this. Up. There it is. Loveliness K. I just want to get these Derrick Henry stats right because I I say it's 300. It's but it is. It's something it like is. that. Okay. Um, it's <laughs> – all right, let me see this. So he his t- career rushing yards is 12,124. Okay, so this is his first career. 12,000 a year. 124. His career rushing average per carry is 8.7. His high school career rushing yards per game is 252. And that probably starts with the what would like if you just did the last two years in isolation. I'm pulling it up right now. I'm That's trying what I to. Want to see. We don't. They don't have a pro football reference for Florida high, high school. school football. They should. Uh, they should. It's a in big this miss. Instance. Um, yeah, for us. And right then now. of course, and I, I, our boy Bill Bender writes for the Sporting News, and I. But I mean, the pop ups are just. It's so many. Um, let me see. All right, so he breaks the singles. That's the career knocking down pop ups left and right. All right, so freshman year, he runs for 24.65, 7.8 a carry, 2.24 a game. Sophomore year, he ran for 27.88, 232 a game, 8.9 a rush. Junior year, he runs for 26.10, 217 a game, 8.4 a rush. By the way, his touchdown totals those years, 26, 38, 34. Uh, now, the senior year, he says, you know what? We've been decent. We've been decent. Let's turn it up. But my senior year, let's really let loose. No one's noticed me at this point for yep. what I've done. So senior Sad. year, um, he in his senior year, yep. I just want to this is where properly is. Yep. understand this. In his senior year, he ran for 4,261 right. yards, right. 327 yards a game, nine yards a carry, 55 touchdowns <laughs> in a year. 
in high school. That's it. That's the list. Yeah. All right. Like, who wanted to even tackle him? Nobody. <laughs> Can you imagine poor high school kids? Hey, Bootsy, go tackle, go tackle Derek. No. Good luck. No, Dad. Hit him low. Hit him low. Good luck. Come on, man. All right. So uh, do we have an open for this? Usually for high or lower, there's some sort of open, Stevie. Does does Gibby have an open for you for this? Huh? Oh, really? I mean, we can just. End we up have that. That's we good. Some, we got some, got some traveling, traveling music, groups. which yeah, is a win. Exactly. So uh, the first 49 players in the NFL's annual top 100 players of 2022 list were unveiled on Sunday as voted on by teams and players around the league. So far, we have three Browns having cracked the list, so why not play a little game of higher or lower? Love it. And so, should the falling players be higher, closer to number one, or lower, closer to number 100? Stevie. Stevie. Let me ask you a question right now. Go for it, Nathan. Don't you think this should just be called better or worse? could do better or worse but it's like, higher or lower but i'm just asking you i just want to get your unbiased thoughts here as somebody who's new to this because yep for the example we would all agree that four is a higher number than two right it is a but in higher or lower two is a higher number than four i don't make the rules so i'm just saying but just as an intelligent man don't you feel like if we just said better or worse is he better than 87th or is he worse than 87th that's an easier thing for that's, people that's to get easier. their heads around we can do that mm -hmm. we won't tell Gibe that you said this this is our big fight with you it's been going on for four years four years everybody agrees it should be better or worse except better for Gibe. Or worse. yeah i kind of like it yeah so coming go. in at number 87 the warden cornerback denzel ward I like that little flavor i think that's i mean when I see that Mac Jones is at 85, I don't particularly care for that. That's a joke. <laughs> I have a. And we could do eight minutes on that. I mean, unless Mac Jones is a top 100 player in the league after that year, it's insane. Come on, what are we doing? First of all, it's ludicrous. It's ludicrous. He, and this is before it was this comment to Brian Burns, the supposed fracas-inducing comment was known. 67 percent completions, 22. Uh, touchdowns 13 picks seven yards an attempt quarterback rating in 92 i mean that's solid uh -huh. very solid rookie season for mac jones better than i would have thought to be honest with you but it's not this is he's not one of the top 100 players in the game he has not taken no look because there's a he's a quarterback he's going to be taken in the first three rounds of a, of a redraft of the entire national football league solely because he's a quarterback but He's not even in the discussion to go in the first round. What other quarterbacks are around him? So Cousins is ninety nine. Kirk Cousins is better than Mac Jones. He is. There's that isn't even. I don't even think that's close to a debate. People don't get this about Kirk Cousins. Kirk Cousins. Let me give you his last three seasons in Minnesota: seventy percent completions, twenty six touchdowns, six picks. Okay. Yeah. Actually, it's four seasons in Minnesota. 70% completions, 4,300 yards, 30 touchdowns, 10 picks. 70% completions, 3,600 yards, 26 touchdowns, 6 picks. 8 yards per attempt, by the way, the whole time. 68%, 4,265, 35 touchdowns, 13 picks. And then 2021, 66.3% completions, 42, 21, 33 touchdowns, 7 picks. So in his time with the Minnesota Vikings, Minnesota Vikings, he's got, let's see, 95 plus 26, that's 120, 120, 
four. Mm-hmm. 124 touchdown passes, and he has thrown 36 picks. That feels pretty good to me. Yeah, I think um, here's the th- – this is always impossible because quarterbacks are just worth so much more than anything else. There's nothing else in sport that is that has the biggest discrepancy of course, positionally yeah. than quarterback versus anything else in the NFL. Like it's so – it is second is eighth, right? Yep. If you don't have it, then you got nothing, especially now. Um, if you don't have that quarterback, you don't have anything. So that that's kind of the tricky thing here. So, like, Denzel Ward is a better football player than Mac Jones. Wyatt Teller is a better football player than Mac Jones. Joe Boltonio, and he's rated a lot higher, uh, is a better football player than Mike than, than Mac Jones. Um, Denzel Ward at 87. So, to me, like, how do you argue? What, what are we doing here? How are we arguing that when you got somebody at 85 that seems way too high? Yeah. That's the tricky thing. So all of these guys are, gonna, are better than where they're – where they're ranked in comparison to the fact that you have Jones at 85. For sure. That's the one that just stands out that as a total out. outlier. It does. I also think bad job out of out of the NFL Network. How about have the list? I don't need to get a vignette to rewatch it all. I just want a list. Give me a whole list. Of, of 100 to 51. If you're doing you know yep. top 50 this week, fine. Just give me 51 to 100 on a list so I can You'll see get that. I was there. You'll get that on a scroll on the bottom, on a lower third on NFL Network. They'll but I'm just saying right now, now yeah, as you I'd and love, I are doing the show, I'd love, love a list. I'd love got, to just know because I, I got to like, bounce. I'm going, I'm looking around. I see there's, you know, pop-ups. Stevie, you don't make the rules, but did you were were you given these bullet points by Gibbe or was this your sourcing? No, I wrote down. I wrote everything down. You wrote those, those down? my sourcing. Okay. Uh, I think the biggest discrepancy, though, Bo, as you mentioned, is just the fact that I don't think we can have a uh, definitive answer until we have numbers, you know, 50 through 1. Well, here's the other thing. If we're doing this, then you got to know, like, I got to know what corners are better than Denzel. Yes. Right. Yeah. Who are the corners better than Denzel Ward? Where are the quarterbacks around Mac Jones? Where are the quarterbacks around Mac Jones? Who are the guys that I can say, well, they got this wrong Uh, or they got this right? Right. You know, that's the thing. I think one thing that's really cool is like Joel Batonio got appropriate love. Finally. Finally. It's first time on this thing. Which is a joke. Memory serves. It's a joke. If you're like an all first team all pro, you're, just, you're automatically on the list. Yes. I yeah. think. Me yeah. thinks. I would think he's the best. Is he the best guard on the list? Is he the highest ranked guard on the list? I would have to think so. I'd have to think so. I would. Uh, Quentin that Nel- should be the highest Quentin ranked guard right there. Quentin Nelson might get Jay. God, he's got a great stride today. He's yeah. got a little hop in his step today. I like it. The other, no, there was a purpose behind that. I wouldn't want yeah. to be on the wrong end no. of that purpose. No, no. Yeah, you need. We need. I think if we. I think what we can do here is we can. We can. We can even do some more of this as the week goes on. But Stevie, next time, if you pick, and you only have to pick like a couple people, and then just give us everybody in their position that's been listed thus far. I think we really that's should good. kick this till we have all hundred. And then we can really, we can really see. He's got his eyes on things. Did you see that? Look at that. Oh, you got a little second nod. Second nod. That's my guy. Love Jay. Love Jay. And I love the way the Air Max 270s. It gives you kind of that forward lean. You can see it propelling him. Oh, it really is. Kind of like bringing him forward. Yeah. You have to get, you have to get careful. My buddy back in the day, one of my, uh, he was my roommate in college called Rumus Al B. Now the Burger King of Atlanta. Oh, sure. Yeah. Grindhouse, right? Grindhouse. yeah, Yeah, for sure. And he would sometimes. That was back when we would used to get guys in here. Like Nick Chubb came in several times. That's right. When they'd come. It used to happen. They'd break bread with us. Yeah. And we'd talk about some of their favorite things to eat, like Grindhouse and Nick Chubb. So he would run. He had a running style where sometimes I'd call like a velociraptor. And so he'd run the Albion up, which was a dynamic play in the Emory flag football uh, 
pantheon. We weren't champions. No big deal. We we won it one year. So you were king of the nerds at Emory. I don't even know what that means. (laughs) How do you respond to that? Our intramurals were unbelievable. Because remember, there wasn't a varsity. There wasn't football. King of the nerds. What a jerk. (laughs) I was big on the power guy. I was athlete of the row. (laughs) Three years in a row. I'm not at all surprised. I've seen you whip it. I know. You're elite at everything. I just say it was The whole point I was saying is It was on a tee. It was easy. Alvy, hit it high, hit it high. Sometimes would yeah. get so far out over his skis as he ran <laughs> that he would run himself right into the ground. <laughs> too much forward momentum. Too much, too much lean, and then he'd get straight down. <laughs> the Alvy and up sometimes was get knocked out of he velociraptor. All right, here's one for us here on this, on the uh, NFL 100. Is Miles in the top ten? Higher or lower? Oh, better or worse? Which Stevie agrees with. So Stevie. We're going to have a trial of you tomorrow. The trial of Stevie. Where And it's on the record now, so don't you do walk it back when Gibbe's here. But we're once he knows that even Stevie is on board, I feel like he's going to have to do what he always does and not care about yeah, reason I, I think he's probably true. or rational thought. So Miles and Chubb are the only two guys on our team who are going to make the top 50 then. Am I missing anybody? No. That would be it. That's it. Miles and Chubb. Yeah. So Miles will be. If Odell, makes, top it, 10? If Odell makes it, do we get a, a piece of that? I don't think he's going to make it. Is um. So does Miles top 10? Is Chubb top 30? Miles is top five. He's top five? Yeah. I'm going to say, I'm going to take the over. I think it's going to okay, be. Excuse me, top 10. Yes, top 10. Yes, top 10. I think that Nick was the Nick Chubb gimme. will come in at top 25. Because it's going to go. Aaron Donald's in the top five. Rogers. Mahomes, Rogers, Brady, Allen. Yeah, there's he's not in the top five. T.J. Watt. Mm-hmm. So he'll be he'll be top ten. Listen, if it's up to Madden, he will be in the top five. He's a ninety-nine. Yeah. When's that come out? When's Madden Day? I think like today. Is it today or yesterday? I think it's out. I keep seeing, do you see they have a get-back coach now? Like, if there's a call against your team, your coach goes crazy on sideline, and the other coach gets him back onto the sideline. You remember, you, we used to have a guy working here named Nick Shook. Nick and Shook. I saw he did, like, a, a review of the new Madden, and he's he's dialed in with the way he plays the game. For sure. And I haven't had a chance to read it, and I'm looking forward to it. But then I did see some screen, like, some, some gameplay, and it's the same crap. Like, anything... In the air is caught by you or them, hundred percent. And that's 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 sucks. not football. That's not football. There's got you got to have something like guys complete seventy percent of passes. That I get, but the other thirty percent are not picks. No, no, you you can't go twenty five of thirty with three touchdowns and two picks. That's that happens all, all the time. All the time in that game. In that game, you actually might go twenty seven of thirty with six touchdowns and three picks. Yeah. Good job out of you. Private school. See? King of the nerds. Nailed it. Nailed it. Oh, I hope everybody on the stream enjoyed that. They should. That they was should. very that was good. Fun. That was yeah, good for that everybody. Fun. That was a win for everybody. All right, Jay good job on you on better or worse. Forth. He's got a phone out now, which can mean any number of things. You yeah. rarely see Jay. He, he's not a dual screener. No. He's 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 usually in. a... He's not really up here He's doing all this either. No, no. He's a unitasker. Singular focus. That's right. Clydesdale. That's his nickname. 
he's back he's got, again. Now he's, now he's got, got a more. satchel. He's a bag man. He could be. Oh, he'd be a great bag man. Crush it. Absolutely crush it. Elk and Elk, serious lawyers, serious injuries. Call 1-800-ELK-OHIO for a free case review. Elk and Elk is a proud partner of your Cleveland What's Browns. in that bag? My Organs. Di- my dirty undies, dude. <laughs> the whites. The whites. <laughs> I threw a ringer for a ringer. Walter's plan was just so absurd. He's so good. He is so Stop good. it. Walter's so good. He's so great. Uh, you'll hear from Denzel Ward for the podium uh, coming up next. By the way, the bullet point question, I cannot wait to read this verbatim to you tomorrow from Gibbe. I cannot wait to read that to you coming up next. You'll listen to Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Bo here for my friends at Renew Home Exteriors. Upgrade the look of your home with new siding from Renew Home Exteriors. Receive $1,500 off and free insulation wrap, plus 0% interest for qualified buyers. In addition, Renew Home Exteriors will meet or beat competitors' estimates by up to 10% or pay you $100. Here from Blake, a customer, he says this, Renew did an excellent job with my roof and siding. Very professional crew, good rates, show up on time. I couldn't be more pleased and do repeat business in a heartbeat. Beautify your home with premium siding and roofing products at lower prices with Renew Home Exteriors. Visit RenewEstimate.com for more. Now here's Denzel Ward at the podium. How's he got foot to it? Oh, it was real good. A lot better. What is uh, the plan for you? you? you foresee yourself playing uh, in these joint practices at all? Or? Oh, I think we're just taking a day at a time and seeing. So, so I may. So, But uh, just focusing on today, see how I feel today. I'm going to be an individual again and then see if I can get some reps out there. At this stage in your career, do you find you not needing a lot of prep time for the season? I mean, I always need that preparation, and I wish I could be out there more to get those reps on the field. But, I mean, I was still taking my mental reps and watching those guys practice and then still going through the calls and everything. So, yeah, I didn't get the on-field reps I would have liked, but I think I'll still be good once I get back and going. Speaking of the, the other guys, you've been able to watch them now uh, for a couple of weeks. What's your impression of the, the quarterback room? Man, they've been looking good. I mean, you've seen MJ take, take it back to the house in the uh, first preseason game. So, I mean, all those guys been looking good. AJ, Greedy, Greg. So, everybody's making plays out there and doing their job. Are you ready to disclose the details of the bet with MJ? He wouldn't say on Friday. Yeah, I, t- I told all those guys that uh, they get an interception, I give them $400. So, uh, Herb, he ended up getting an interception as well. So, I had to take care of those guys. Speaking of the room, did you see what Jamar Chase had to say about you guys talking? Any yeah. response to him? Uh, no, I mean, we just got to come ready to play. Like, those are some great group of receivers over there in Cincinnati and in this league in general. So, um, I mean, just that competition, we love that. We embrace that. And uh, looking forward to the game. And a final question from the edge. Do you feel like there's still plenty of time for you to be where you want to be from week one in Carolina? I think so. I believe so. Like I said, I'm taking it day by day, seeing how the foot feels. And uh, like I said, I'm out here an individual. And uh, hopefully I get some reps today and you, uh, out there in team. Are you confident that that's not going to be something that's going to linger or you're going to uh, re-aggravate or something like that? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah, these guys have been taking care of me. And uh, I mean, we're taking, like I said, taking it a day at a time. So we're going to see how it goes. Just the competition level, being able to go against different guys in camp. We go against our guys every day, so having a new team coming here and seeing different routes, different releases, uh, that gets you ready for the season. I know Greg just walked by, but 
you said earlier this camp that you're the best in the league and mm -hmm. everything that he can learn from you. So what's that relationship been like as you guys are building it into year two with him? Yeah, it's a great relationship. I mean, he's learning from me. I'm learning from him and all those guys. Gray, he's, a, he's, he's right there. He's at that level. I think he's taking that next step to be a elite uh, defender in this league. And so do you take note of that NFL network you have 100 players and what was your comment about where you uh, I think it was a great respect to uh, being a top 100. I did feel like I was a little low. I mean, it's, it's all good. Any guys I locked up this past season just dashed my name next to theirs. But Newsom was upset that you, you two landed so low on the duo list. Or you, did you feel the same way? Yeah, I do. I think when you look at the numbers that uh, me and Greg were a top five duo in this league, and I don't think we get quite the respect that uh, we played at. But, I mean, we just got to continue to show that and continue to perform and uh, show that, that we're a great duo and a great team. A lot of guys, when we talk to them about your secondary, say that they believe it's the best secondary in the NFL. Uh, is that your belief and it's not that yet? Is that the aim for this season? I believe so. I think that's the aim for every season is to be the best uh, top five defense and number one. So we got to continue to go show that and perform and uh, show that every week. All right, here is uh, question number one from Gibby. What does his return mean to the quarterback room? A great many things. Next. <laughs> that was in that. You remember that show? Uh, what the hell was that show that my wife and I watched? In the it was in the fall or the winter. It was about like the oh the Gilded Age on uh -huh. HBO, sure, like sure, a sure. little period drama. Yeah, kind of had a feel of like. Uh, oh, Miss Kay would love it. She'd love a period. She piece. loves the Gilded Age. Oh, she's seen oh, this. She's watched it. Yeah, okay. yeah. So it's like the uh, the Crown or whatever, like that type of thing. Like the stakes aren't that high. Right. Right. You know, society. You know, it's more. It's like, more society. Can I, can I get invited to this party? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is some murder, a little bit of murder and mayhem, sure, suicide sure. perhaps. So there's a little bit of that. But mm -hmm. that, when you said that, that's what it reminded me. that. That was a line that the the one lady who's like the boss lady would always say. Well, a great many things trouble me. Yeah, great many things. Great trouble many me. things trouble me. Thank what does mean. Denzel Ward returning to the cornerback room mean? Great many things. Great many things. All right. What's the yeah. next one? How does the Ward Newsome duo compare to the rest of the league? Favorably. <laughs> Very. Quite. Quite, in fact. Quite. It is, in all seriousness, an extraordinary thing that has happened here from a depth of talent standpoint in that secondary in about three drafts. Like, just crushing picks. It's wild because... And then Ronnie comes, you know, how he comes in sure. Johnson, but, you know. It's wild to me that you, you know, go into this, and this was not a need that we were really looking at in terms of, you know, taking a corner with your first pick, and the Browns get MJ Emerson, that right now looks like that was an excellent pick. Yeah. But you have to plan for the fact that you've, you're not going to be able to pay Denzel. Greedy's going to have a great year. I mean, you can just take that to the bank. Book it. Hear Brand Lynch talk about it. He's going to get big money, and he's he's not going to be a Cleveland Brown most likely after this year. Now, maybe there's a way that you can work it out because Greg and MJ are still on rookie deals, and you know AJ Green's still on a rookie deal, so you'd still have five really good corners and only have to be paying two of them. But it feels like that will be a difficult thing to mm -hmm. be able to pay both of them, and so yeah. that's why you've made these draft <laughs> investments to plan for that in the future. But I agree, he's going to have a monster year. It's going to be. It's going to be cool to see. It is. And speaking of Brandon Lynch, you'll hear from him coming up next. You'll listen to oh, Cleveland yeah. Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland.
Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Welcome back to Cleveland Browns Daily, and oh, baby, what a treat. We are joined by assistant defensive backs coach Brandon Lynch, one of the happiest guys you ever want to meet. I'm happy right now. I'm smiling right now just sitting next to you. Coach, how the heck are you doing, man? man? You know what? God is good. Living the dream. So let's talk a little bit about your room because your room and you work with the corners, quite a showing in that preseason opener and still a lot of work to be done. And I know that you would certainly stress that to them that, yes, this was a nice start, but we got to build on this and clean things up. But let's just start about the performance you saw, especially from the young guys in your room down in Jacksonville. Absolutely. You know, it really is an account to their work. You know, putting a focus on it. They've been doing a really good job, like trying to learn our system, trying to execute what we're asking them to do. And we talk a lot about playing fast, playing physical, playing together. And obviously, you can see that guys are doing it for reasons outside of themselves. Well, you can see the joy not only in their craft, but the joy amongst each other, which is what I think you're alluding to. I mean, look, let's just be real for a second, right? There are only so many corners that can be on the field, and you've got Denzel, you've got Greg, you've got Greedy, who had a great game. We'll talk about him in a second. You got MJ, you have AJ Green, you got Herb Miller. But even taking that top five, like probably maybe we'll come up with something crazy. We'll get four of them on there at once, but. They're competing for the right to play, but yet the joy they have for each other doesn't show a competition at all. It shows a brotherhood. And to me, that's one of the most fascinating parts about your room. Absolutely. You know, we, we try to keep the focus on the work. And, you know, ever since OTAs, you know, the guys have really worked to be, like we talk about build team camaraderie, you know, and that's something that we really focused hard on in the offseason, and you're seeing the fruits of it. How fun was that, though, when you see MJ make a play like that, steals the ball from the guy, stiffs arms, stiff arms a running back from his college rival. It's an old Miss kid, which makes it even better. Sidesteps the quarterback like he's a receiver and takes it right to the house. What was kind of going through your mind as you watched that play unfold from the sidelines? Absolutely. You know, like we talk a lot about attacking the ball. So as soon as we see the young guy attack the ball, now we talk about like scoring. So giving our opportunity to the offense to get the ball, give it back to special teams. So just to see like the energy and honestly, like really just the execution of it was amazing. So MJ, everybody talks to me, he competes. You told me that, Coach Howard told me he competes. That is the ultimate competition. That ball was at one point, could have been the receiver's ball, could have been MJ's ball. MJ won that and then took it to the house. Absolutely, when you're one-on-one, -on -one, you know, we talk, we stress it, you know, amongst our defense, definitely in the defensive back room being fierce competitors. And that was like a great showing of it. When you have a guy who, who makes a play like that, he goes and he gets the alpha dog and everybody's excited about it. And I was talking to him and he goes, I should have had more alpha dogs. I'm like MJ, just like, let's be happy with this one and we'll, we'll work towards that in the future. But how energizing is that to the whole room and to the whole defense when you get kind of that, that kind of a game changing play? Absolutely. You know, we've been really working to like master our fundamentals in our scheme. So like when you have, you know, rewards or when you have like opportunities like that and you cash in, it really goes to speak to the development and the continuedness of, you know, just doing your job. You talk, we talk about when we do our job, we win. So it really puts the focus on it. How many gold footballs do you want in your room by the end of the year? Hey, every single last one of them. That's what they get for the turnovers now in the games of golf, which I love. Coach Woods coming up with some cool stuff there. All right, the one other question, we'll leave it the last one on MJ. In college, he gets targeted on 13% of his coverage snaps. So they're basically not really throwing him at him at all. He gets on the field first play, boom, right at him with a double move. And he was in good position. He just didn't get his head around there. That's got to be pretty cool and just a change, right? And he told me he welcomes that. He's like, good, throw it to me. I'm going to give me a chance to get my hands on the ball more. But how is that kind of mentality for a guy that was in the SEC, playing at a high level, wasn't getting challenged that much, and then you come to the NFL and all of a sudden it's like, 
oh, here you go, rookie. Let's see what you got. Sure, absolutely. I think that, you know, the type of students that we have in the room, they welcome those type of learning situations. So to see him, again, like be able to bounce back, be resilient. We talk a lot about being, you know, smart, tough, accountable, resilient, and being a team player. So being able to see him bounce back to be resilient, to stay focused in on the details, it's exciting. I remember a year ago we were down in Jacksonville and it was Greg who got Marvin Jones got him early, but then he kind of settled in in that one. It gave him a lot of confidence. Kind of crazy how a year later, another corner, start a little slow and really strong in Jacksonville in their preseason debut. Absolutely. And Greg and him had the exact same conversation, you know, talking about his first game, but also about the resiliency behind that. You know, so like really standing on what our team fundamentals are and moving forward. What does it mean to you that you talk about fundamentals and you've been talking about your technique and MJ credited his technique for being able to come up with that pick that Denzel Ward, who was at, for a brief moment the highest paid cornerback in the league, Greg, a first round pick, Greedy, a second round pick with a lot of talent, MJ, the top guys are off the side with you all the time. If they don't have to do special teams, and there are a few that are elevated to that level, like Denzel and Greg, but they're constantly with you working on technique. And I see you with them all the time. And it's a good thing you're in good shape because you break, come out of your breaks real fast, look like you could still play a little bit out there. But what does that say to you? And then what does that say to the young guys when they see, okay, here are our, this is our best guy. This is the guy who's gotten paid. This is the guy who's got Pro Bowls, all the accolades, all of that. And he's still putting in the extra work every single day, even when he's on like the pup. Absolutely. You know, we talk a lot about building trust daily, you know, and I think that that really speaks to the team, you know, being accountable to the team, especially when you look at, you know, your veteran players, your better guys, your leaders being the hardest workers in the room. So when you mention like Denzel, when you mention Greedy and Greg, those guys, like being the first ones in and the last ones to leave, that really sets the culture in our DB room. How great is it to have Denzel back? Oh, my goodness. I tell you what, players make plays, man. And, you know, honestly, to have another studious, capable young guy out there is tremendous for our defense. Where is the biggest difference or the biggest leap that you've seen in Greg from year one to year two? You know, a great question. I would say, honestly, just remaining fundamentally sound. I know in the offseason we talk about, like, reteaching and relearning our systems. And, like, to see just how studious he was, like, really – being very intent about picking up one detail daily, you know, whether it's a scheme fit, whether it's something in his technique and fundamentals, but then also having the courage to come out and apply it, I think it's been really good. I notice when I watch him on tape, a lot of times he's pointing things out before they happen. And for a second year player, I don't know if that's rare. It feels rare. You don't see it a lot around the league unless they're, you know, guys 10 years in the league. Like I saw, remember we played the Rams a few years ago and Eric Weddle was doing that to us, and I did not appreciate that. But I see Greg doing it. That's to, his intelligence, obviously, his playing intelligence has to be off the charts. Absolutely. And it, and it speaks to communication, right? You know, we talk a lot about, you know, making sure that we're together, we're being on the same accord. So being able to take things from the classroom, applying them, applying them on the field, it really helps the defense. What do you make of Ocho Cinco talking about, about Greg? I'd like to see that matchup in, uh, in Ocho's heyday against Greg there one-on-one. You know what, Chad? Chad and I are really good friends, um, and I could I could tell you, man. Like Greg would give him everything that he needed, man. But it's 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 really cool to see you know guys that I know these young guys really appreciate, they really admire throughout their career, showing them love. It is cool. And by the way, we have a nice budding rivalry. We won't get into that with the young receivers down in Cincinnati. But I like hey, check ball. Let's play some. Let's play. Let's get it going on. We're four zero against them the last years. I'm saying that you're not no big deal. Uh, as we move forward here through your DB room, let's talk about Greedy. No shoulder harness. He was in great positions a lot against the Jacksonville Jaguars. What do you see from him? And, and I feel like he's due for a big year. 
Oh my goodness, you know, a refinement in his technique and fundamentals. You know, he's a young guy from the end of last year to the beginning and end of OTAs has really worked extremely hard. He's really bought into our team concepts. So when we talk about building trust daily, you know, he's a guy, again, comes in early, he stays late, the details matter to him, and he's able to apply it. Last year, I, I was going through his stats. He didn't give up a single pass play of more than 40 yards. And, and as you know, if you're playing a defense, it's a lot of quarter three, a lot of cover three, a lot of quarters. You're playing against verticals often, and sometimes it turns into man on the outside. So he was in a lot of those situations against verticals and didn't give up one pass of 40 yards, which to me is wild. Absolutely. You know, when with technique and fundamentals, you know, we really want to make sure that as a system, we're developing our guys, putting them in the best position possible, and then really credit to the players, you know, really applying it. And when you talk to Greedy as far as like just his whole fundamental development, he keeps tremendously growing. I love to see that. You talked about technique. You talked about fundamentals. Well, the league's trying to make it harder for defensive backs. They're emphasizing, point of emphasis, illegal contact. How are you guys kind of coaching the guys up in that regard? And we saw a couple of them, you know, in Jacksonville. Around the league, you're seeing a ton of them. We, we did not have many relative to everybody else. But how do you kind of deal with that? And do you say, hey, man, like all the rules are already slanted for the, for the offense. Can we get a little love for the defense over here? Uh, you know, we really try to keep the focus on the work. You know, and when I say that, you know, obviously when we do our job, we have a great opportunity for our team to be successful. So we try to break it down in phases. So in the first phase, the line of scrimmage through five yards, we talk about winning with eyes, feet, and then our hands. But then after that, when we talk about five yards plus, we talk about winning with our eyes, our feet, and position on the receiver. And knowing that if we do our job, if we're in the proper positions, it allows Russian coverage to work together and us be, to all be successful. I love that. And this is why you're so great. That was a, what a tremendous answer that was. And I'm going to use some of that stuff. That was really good. I like that a lot. All right, let's go through your room a little bit more. We talked a lot about MJ. Let's talk about AJ Green. I feel like AJ Green would be a starting corner on most teams in this league. Last year when he was targeted in coverage, he gave up a quarterback rating in the 20s. In the 20s. I didn't even know it could go that low. You do nothing and it's like 38, 39.6. So I didn't know that was possible. How has he developed? An undrafted free agent comes in with a boulder on his shoulder, as he told me. It's a guy now that you can play outside, you can play inside, and you know you can count on him if he gets in the game. You know what? Five words. Smart, tough, accountable, resilient team. And I say that because this is a young guy that really embodies that. You know, he really applies all of the work from the weight room. You know, he's the guy that comes into the medical staff. He takes care of his body. He's extremely studious. And that's what you see. Yeah. And and, and for a guy that, you know, not, didn't have enough speed, I, I don't see him getting beat deep. Is that technique? Is that because he's mastered that and he understands where he needs to be, put his body, as you said, you went with your feet, your eyes, and your position after five yards? You know, I think it takes a village. It takes us all. You know, that's a huge credit to our weight room staff. That's a huge credit to, you know, his endurance, his uh, fortitude in the offseason to be accountable, and also, you know, him being able to apply his technique and fundamentals. Let's talk about Herb. So, Herb, a couple not-so-great plays, a couple penalties. Then you come back with the big interception and mobbed by his teammates. He's clearly loved by his teammates, there's no doubt. What makes Herb stand out in that room? You know, resilience, great personality. He's a young guy that's willing to mix it up. He's very accountable, you know, and also he's a really good special team player. I know when you talk to Coach Preef and Coach Bravo, you know, they, they love him on special teams because, again, he's another fierce competitor in the DB room. And that matters because if you're going to be the sixth corner in the National Football League, even the fifth corner, you've got to play special teams. That's really your path to making the roster in addition to having the trust of you and Coach Howard when it comes to being a corner. Mandatory. Look, team first. And we again, it goes back to earning trust daily, and that's on all phases of the game.
right, let's talk about some of the young guys. Parnell Motley, hot start to camp, gets that alpha dog on the very first day. He was in some good positions in that game against the Jacksonville Jags as well. Caught a couple PBUs. What has he shown you? You know what? Technique and fundamentals and, and relying on them. You know, being a young guy that is really sudden, a young guy that has had some system reps, so he understands our system. So really being able to come in and understand our terminology, get down our communication, he's able to apply it. And then we had a guy, uh, Lavert Hill, who comes in and interception on his second day, a bunch of PBUs all over the place. Get him in the game, and I thought he was in some good spots. Obviously he had a penalty that he probably want back, but what did you see from Lavert and how is he a guy that can, you know, maybe force his way into the discussion? When you when you have ball production, people notice that. Absolutely. You know, development. And there's another system guy, you know, that's played in our system. So obviously coming to Cleveland, he's familiar with certain things that we do. So being able to reteach him and him to relearn our installation, our communication is really going to help him. And then Sean Jolly's been down for a little while, but did he, what has he shown you throughout the course of this camp? Oh my goodness, he's a smart, resilient player. You know, he's a guy that, again, is able to take the stuff from the classroom, apply it on the field. And I tell you what, man, the young guy is really tough as well. I love talking to you. You're, you make me happy. Have you ever had a bad day? Never. Good. That's the way to do it. That's lucky, right? But you're in rarefied air right there. So that is a wonderful thing. Uh, and that when I'm around you, I've never had a bad day either. How fun is it being in that room, being with these guys, being with Coach Howard? And then we'll incorporate the safeties just because it feels like the DBs overall have that joy, the communication, rooting for each other. We talked about DeAnthony Bell earlier. You and I were talking about him, and he's a guy that I've, I've really kind of liked watching throughout this camp. And, you know, he gets that fumble. And you have the whole defense is on the field celebrating with him. An undrafted free agent, a 25-year-old rookie which is not normal in this league, right? Out of what, West Florida? Three-time first-team All-Sun Belt Conference, and now here he is trying to cut it in the National Football League, and it feels like he had the whole team behind him when he made that play. Absolutely. You know what, and I think that the best success is team success. You know, and obviously when you look on the side of the building, we see it every single day, team. So being about the team is important. I'm sure there was a lot. I'm not sure. Of course, it's about the team. And, and listen, the DBs can't do what they do without the linebackers doing their jobs, and they can't do it without the pass rush doing their job. And by the way, there was quite a pass rush in that game, five sacks, which, which helps the ball's got to come out. But is that a fun thing when you guys, you know, hey, there were three turnovers in that game. They were all in our room. No big deal. Oh, man, look, Russian coverage worked together. That's right. You know, top-down defense, you know, obviously attacking the ball us understanding what our systems are, what our jobs are in the room, and being able to apply it, I think it really helps us. Is your DB hoodie like one of your top five favorite items of clothing? Oh, 1,000%. Hey. Mine too, man. Come on. What an honor. Look, look, you could wear it with jeans. You could wear it with the shorts, everything. That's right. And it always is going to get noticed, and it's always going to speak to the brotherhood that you guys have in that room. Absolutely. Coach, this is an absolute pleasure. I'm going to get you out of here on this one. Give me one funny story about the room whether it's coach howard doing something funny i love watching you guys interact because you guys are so different but so similar to me like you guys both have i think hearts of gold you're always smiling positive he's got more like a little bit of a swag and a little like gangsterness to him i think but give me just a funny story from that room or something that you've enjoyed throughout this camp you know what i really like to see how the guys uh, you know not necessarily pick on each other but the way that we poke at each other as far as like remaining fundamentally sound, I think that is, is really done out of fun. It's done the right way. It's done with putting the team at the forefront. And, you know, just to see like how guys communicate. Um, and you asked for a specific one. So I, I would say, <laughs> you know, just thinking about like 
Rich LeCount on certain plays, you know, and I'm t- I tell you what, you know, and I say it because he, he, he makes plays, but, you know, you'll hear the corners and the nickels, like they'll kind of give him, you know, heck, uh, you know, they'll, they'll kind of pick with him a little bit on certain plays when he's out of position sometimes. And he's like, well, I'm sorry, I was hanging out with Migos, so I was, I was busy. Sorry about that, guys. I tell you what, he's all about the ball, though. <laughs> he is all about the ball. I love Rich. Who is the best needler or trash talker in the room? Like, if you had to have somebody that was going to come speak on your behalf, not that you would need it because you don't, but somebody who was going to go talk a little trash on your behalf, who are you taking out of your room? You know what? It's going to be it's gonna be two. It's going to be either Rich or it's going to be Greg. Greg. I hear Greg. <laughs> Greg yeah, Greg, Greg will talk out there. He's not afraid. Absolutely. I love it. Coach, this was a pleasure. We appreciate the time, the inside, and uh, excited to see your room off to a good start. A lot of work to go. we got joint practices coming up. I know you're excited about that. A.J. Brown, Devontae Smith, some good wide receivers coming to town with Philly. So the next exciting week here for your guys to keep getting ready as we keep our eye towards, you know, Carolina and opening the season. Absolutely. Keep the focus on the work. That's right. Coach, thanks so much. Thanks. We'll be back with more Cleveland Browns Daily right after this. Cleveland Browns Daily on 850 ESPN Cleveland. Training camp is underway. The Cleveland Browns 50-50 raffle is now open. Go to the Browns mobile app or browns5050.com to purchase your tickets. The raffle ends Sunday, August 21st. Don't miss your chance to win big while supporting the Stay in the Game Network shoes and clothes for kids. We're back at it tomorrow. Eagles. Eagles in town. Joint practices. And this will be the real work of this week for the guys that are going to be playing against the Carolina Panthers. This is the two. I think these are the two most important days of camp. That's right. For the people that you're going to be watching on Sunday. Might have to hand out awards again after these days. These would be the big awards. These would be the important awards awards. next Monday again. We'll bring it back. I like that. I like the I like the awards of the of the joint practice awards. I like where you're at. Good job out of you, Stevie. Better or worse on board. CV? Yeah. Yeah. We need an air light. We need an air light. That's the next thing. Next thing we'll get done. The next level's coming up next. We're back tomorrow. Cleveland Browns Daily, 850 ESPN Cleveland. You've been listening to Cleveland Browns Daily, a production of the Cleveland Browns and ESPN, 850 WKNR.